you're fat. So you drink anyone. Maybe if you show a little bit of cleavage. Maybe you're acting too smart. You're a boss. I just don't understand why you don't have no money. I would marry you. You're a tequila lover. You're not a party. party. You're the Chargers. I'm not going to be a party. Welcome to your Such a Catch. I'm Erin. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you're new to the YSE Girl Gang, welcome. And even though I often address all the ladies listening, I know I have my loyal guys who tune in week after week. I see you. I started the You're Such a Catch podcast really to remind women who have it all, well, almost it all. You know, they're smart, pretty, independent, gainfully employed, financially savvy with a great personality, but the only thing missing is someone to share their life with. I wanted them to know that they're not alone, that they're enough, and they should never give up hope. I threw myself into this category. I feel like I'm all those things, and I literally named this podcast, You're Such a Catch, because that's what people say when they find out I'm single. This is how the conversation usually goes. So Aaron, are you married? Do you have a boyfriend? To which I reply, nope, I'm single. And then they look at me and they say, really? How can that be? You're such a catch. Any guy would be lucky to date you. And for years, it's kind of just gone in one ear and out the other. And sometimes I will admit it's accompanied with an eye roll. (laughs) I do believe I'm a catch and I do believe my listeners are catches, but I don't understand why we're all single. Like, I just don't get it. If you're new to the pod, you should know that I'm an open book. I've pretty much discussed it all. Well, almost. And I want to showcase my journey to finding love in an authentic way. And sometimes that includes showing you the good, the bad, and the ugly. I definitely didn't want to just paint a highlight reel because that's not real life. And it certainly hasn't been my experience. It's been said that you need to kiss a lot of frogs before you find your prince. Well, damn it, how many we talking here? (laughs) But before I dive into the meat and potatoes, do me a favor, pull out your phone, make sure you've subscribed to the pod so you're notified when new episodes come out, and please drop a rate or review while you're at it. You can also feel free to follow me at You're Such a Catch on all social media platforms. And the last thing I'm going to mention if you're just tuning in is that I recently started talking with a therapist each week, trying to figure out if there's something I've missed all these years that might be holding me back from finding love. I've had two sessions thus far, and I found both to be very eye-opening and productive. Last week, I shared that in my first session, the therapist told me that I was articulate and confident. I was kind of surprised by this, as I definitely don't see myself as articulate. I mean, you listen to me week after week fumble over my words. And mm, confidence is something I think I've always struggled with. I feel like I'm confident in certain areas of my life, but I definitely lack it in others. I must portray a certain level of confidence, though, because when I shared this with my closest friends, they all kind of gave me a look like, really, Erin? You don't consider yourself to be confident? In session two with my therapist, we chatted less about me and more about the men I choose to date, which is what I want to unpack today. I've never paid much attention to patterns. I've always said if you lined up all of my exes, 
none of them have real commonalities or there's no real patterns there. I mean, they're all various heights with various amounts of hair on their head. They're all manscaped, (laughs) all different ethnicities. There's no real like commonality with the line of work or their profession. And they definitely have different views on how to show up for a relationship, some better than others. (laughs) But when my therapist started to ask about the guys I've dated recently, the theme was too apparent to ignore. Seriously, it was like a flashing caution sign, a string of red flags just staring me down. They're all emotionally unavailable. Now, I've heard that token phrase before, but I've never really taken the time to drill into what that actually means and why I might be attracting emotionally unavailable men until now, until I did some research. So when we speak of someone being emotionally unavailable, what does that actually mean? Men don't go walking around with a label on top of their forehead saying emotionally available. Unfortunately, it saves us all some time. <laughs> but if you're trying to determine where a man stands, there are some telltale signs to pay attention to. This is important because this is the difference in determining if your date is free and open to building something with you or if they're closed off to a deeper connection. I also think it's worth noting that there's a reason behind someone being emotionally unavailable. And although it's not always cookie cutter, it could be, you know, that they recently went through a breakup, maybe a separation or a divorce. Regardless, they've experienced some type of heartbreak. Or maybe they've had some trauma during, you know, childhood or really any period of their life. Maybe they struggle from a mental health issue. Maybe they're depressed. They could have a fear of commitment. They may just like playing the field with no attachment. Or this one, which really kind of stings. Maybe they just don't see potential with you and they only see you as fun. Mm, That's like so hard to take in, right? Ooh, so what does this emotionally unavailable person want? Well, really, they want to avoid two things, these two C's, commitment and connection. And why? Maybe because it's scary for him and it brings up a past hurt. Maybe it's inconvenient and he only wants to play the field. Or maybe during childhood or, you know, growing up, he witnessed some dysfunctional family behavior. Maybe he has a bad connotation with relationships because of, you know, his own parents divorcing. Maybe he didn't grow up with mom and dad. If you really want to dissect the difference between someone who's emotionally unavailable versus someone who's emotionally available, here are some things you need to consider. He's emotionally unavailable if he spends his time with you, just the two of you, and doesn't invite you into his social circle. He's never introduced you to anyone important in his life. Now you may be introducing him to your closest friends. All of us girls love to show off our new man, especially if it's been a while. And this man may oblige, but his willingness to meet people who are in your inner circle doesn't mean he's going to reciprocate and include you in the next guy's night out or propose a double date with his closest pal and his girlfriend. Now, when a man you're dating is eager or showing intent on introducing you to his friends, this guy is emotionally available. He's curious how you'll fit in and can't wait to meet your closest gal pals and the people you value most. 
family included. A man who is unavailable doesn't show much emotion. He's hard to read. You may feel as if he's hiding his feelings or his thoughts, or you may even get some mixed signals. He may start things off showing you a side of himself where you might be coerced into thinking he's emotionally available, only for him to later pull away with little to no warning. A man who's open about most of his life, sharing how you fit into the equation and isn't shy to let you know where you stand, this man is emotionally available. He has no problem sharing his feelings and he'll want you to do the same in return. An emotionally unavailable man may be intimidated by your feelings or emotions. They may scare him off if he's concerned about getting hurt or maybe it triggers something from the past or he just feels like things are moving too fast. If a man is only seeking sex or a casual connection, he too may find any conversation about feelings or emotions inconvenient and try to avoid it at all cost. The available man is excited when you open up about your emotions and your feelings because it means you want to get closer to him. You're making an investment in one another and he likes the reciprocation he's experiencing. This person is open to the possibility of love, commitment, and progressing the relationship. A man who is unavailable won't be interested in learning much about you. Why? Learning about your likes, your hopes, your dreams encourages a stronger connection, and in some cases, intimacy. Oftentimes, an unavailable man won't disclose too much about themselves either. They keep things close to chest. An available partner can't ask enough about you. The more they know, the closer you become, and the willingness to share in return intensifies. If you have any doubt when you want to share information or fear that if you do, it might cause your man to lose interest or call things off, this is a sign he's emotionally unavailable. On the other hand, if he's eager to share with you and you feel comfortable disclosing personal things about yourself without judgment, this could be a sign he's available. The unavailable man has sex with you. And it's just that, sex. It doesn't matter how many times or how great it is, this man isn't going to develop feelings or a more intimate connection with you. The available man has sex with you, but it's different. This sex has attachment, a deeper connection. It has emotional ties. Be wary, men can be a little bit of both here, a mixture of available and unavailable. So it's really important to find somebody who is available and willing to work on issues preventing him from getting close in order to progress your relationship and build a lasting connection. As I ran through these scenarios and broke down the differences between available and non, were you talking back to me thinking, OMG, Becky, this is my man, hook, line, and singer. Well, that's what happened to me when I shared about the last few men I dated. I didn't realize it until it was brought to my attention, truthfully, until it was spelled out. But my therapist was right. All of this time, I've been doubting myself and wondering what's wrong with me. There's nothing wrong with me. I have a picker that chooses the unavailable. <laughs> this is the advice my therapist gave. Is your pen ready? Is it in your hand? Write this down. I did. You are so smart. Apply it. If you see a red flag, it's a no. You give too many chances. Moving forward, determine if a man is available or not upfront. Don't get invested in something that's not meant to be. And you'll know. Your gut will tell you. If it's not meant to be, 
it's just going to be another disappointment. So set yourself up for success. Okay, I know that was a lot, but go back, hear that again. (laughs) Hear it again. You are so smart. Apply it. If you see a red flag, it's a no. You give them too many chances. Moving forward, determine if they're available or not up front. Don't get invested in something that's not meant to be, and you'll know. Your gut will tell you. If it's not meant to be, it's another disappointment. Set yourself up for success. Okay, now star it, underline it, do whatever you need to do to remember that. But try to make it second nature. And it's not easy. I will tell you that. I've already goofed up since I spoke with her. (laughs) And I know why. Because we want to see the best in people. We want to believe that they may change or they may come around. We become infatuated with the idea of having someone. And when it starts to play out, it's exciting. It's so close to our fingertips. But then when the red flags start to appear, we choose to ignore it. Because we don't want to go back to the drawing board and start over. But that's exactly what we should be doing every single time. My challenge to you is to examine your current relationship, a prospective relationship, or the person that you're dating. Use your best judgment to determine if they're emotionally available or not. Then you've got to act accordingly. You may need to even look yourself in the mirror and determine where you stand emotionally. You play a leading role in this too, and you should know if you're opened or closed and where you stand, as you can't expect somebody else to be emotionally available to you if you're showing the opposite. I know for me, I've spent a lifetime trying to put a square peg into a round hole, and I'm always dumbfounded <laughs> when it doesn't fit, no matter how hard I try or how creative I can be. I have to make some changes, and I will. Thanks for tuning in to your Such a Catch. I hope today's episode helps you figure some things out in your dating life. Are you only dating men who are unavailable too? Or maybe you've realized you're the one who's unavailable. Either way, remember, awareness is the first step in evoking change. And we can. We can make better conscious decisions, which will then set us up for better success. May you learn to trust yourself act as your own best friend and protector, and be a little bit more selective with the men that you choose. It's okay to have a critical eye, girl. This is your heart we're talking about. And on that note, protect it.